Hey, oozes and bunnies. This is a preview of the most recent party planning, an extra podcast that the Join the Party crew makes for our Patreon. If you want to listen to the whole thing, go to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Check out this preview. Thank you, Zoom lady. Wow, it's Eric and Amanda at the movies. It's us, because someone, one person, Eric, said we're influencers. And so, well, one person in the last few days who invited us to a screening of uh, Dungeons Ampersand Dragons colon Honor Beyond Thieves. Oh, did you notice in the the credits it said Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) I, I did not notice that, but you sure did. Because, everybody, we saw an early screening of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, uh, not beyond. That's the platform they acquired in 2022 to monetize casual fans. Um, and we have lots to say about the movie, about what we thought, about our experience, and how this relates to Hasbro's corporate strategy, which you fucking nerds really enjoyed from the party planning we did a few months ago. And guess what? Since the last time we talked about their Q3 results, another Q has uh, has sunsetted, Eric, and we have Q4 results to talk about, baby. So all that and more, day for you in party planning. There's nothing you can stop. Ever, what is it? Something, something, death and taxes in Q4. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Quarter, and quarters uh, reviews coming out. Exactly. So let's let's sort of open up the uh, the Pandora's box here. I'm trying to. What is like a a, a wizard's like a Dungeons and Dragons word that I can just like sneak in because I'm going to sell a toy of it. Oh sure, let's walk into the Wizard's Tower. Thank you, Mordenkainen's Wizard's Tower of the Sword Coast of Baldur Gate. We are here in Baldur's Gate, <laughs> Peter Parker. Um, and Eric, let's give at the very top here. What's your What's the headline of the Eric Silver review um, of this? Uh, of this, how many stars out of ten? How many beholders? How many eyeballs out of ten eyeballs would you give this movie? Sure, I would give this a five point five plus one to. Because for charisma, yeah. which ultimately comes out to 6.5 B holders eyeballs. Thank you. I would give this film um, 5 out of 10 beholders eyeballs, but minus 1 for the psychic damage I incurred from the number of times I had to hear Hugh Grant say Baldur's Gate. Yeah, um, by trying to put proper <sighs> words into Chris Pye, proper names of things in a land that really no one cares about. Um, into the mouths of Hugh Grant and um, Chris Pine was a lot. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, and so that's the that's the overall here. We we ended up. I was surprised that you were a little higher than me on the movie. Um, you walked out. I did. I was uh, getting bored about a third of the way through, and I was trying to test the brightness on my phone to say how see if I could continue to read um, my contemporary romance novel about people in a very close Great British Bake Off analog. Um, Just recommend see. it. Recommend it. <laughs> uh, there's actually it's a whole it's a whole subject. Genre, but this one was called Rosie Perez takes the cake. Um, and so her name, the, Rosie Perez, yeah, is the thing that her name is Rosie Perez. Do they mention that? No, Rosie Perez is the name of an actress, very popular actress. Oh, am I am I misthinking? Maybe let's let's <laughs> let's type. All right, takes the cake. Sure. This is happening on the fly. Romance, 
uh, Rosaline Palmer takes the cake. Not even, not even Rosie close. Anyway, that's where I was at. The actress uh, from Do the Right Thing takes the oh, cake. Oh, damn, yeah. Well, oh, my I mean, God. The, anyway, no, I have no defense. Um, Amanda's going to Amanda. This happened right in front of us, folks. It's true. Uh, yeah, I, I could not uh, read with sufficiently low brightness not to annoy other people in the theater, so I did leave and read in the lobby um, uh, while Eric watched the end of this film. Um, but you know what? As I said to him after the movie... I don't know if I was a mom uh, on the Jersey shore and there's a rainy day and I have to take my kids to something because please God, they won't be entertained by the iPads anymore. Eh, I'd take them to this and it'd be fine. Sure. It really was a straight down the middle blockbuster movie, which demonstrates why it got a 5.5 from me. It just so happens the script was a little bit better and it was kind of fun to hear all the references from those guys. I know from the big book with the hardback. So, which is to its detriment, uh, both to both a plus and a minus, I can say. Okay, so should we start by summarizing it vaguely or at least talking about the characters? Because I think it's important because all the actors were very good because that's what happens when Hasbro puts a lot of fucking money invested in something. Absolutely. Let us know the cast of characters, Eric, that we are dealing with here. Sure. Should I use this summary right here? Yeah, this is um, copied from a review that I will link in the description um, of this episode. Uh, but we have at least the uh, the characters. They're sort of like main, like vague descriptors. This summary is making my head hurt. There's so much <laughs> going on here. Okay. The typically charming Chris Pine plays Edgin Darvis, we'll just call him Ed, a former member of a group called the Harpers. After his wife is killed by an evil group known as the Red Wizards, Edgin tries to execute a heist. It was barely a heist. Yeah. To retrieve an item that could bring her back to life, but he's betrayed in but he's betrayed, imprisoned with his BFF, Holga Kilgore, who is Michelle Rodriguez, a stoic barbarian. Yeah, and this is revealed in the first, you know, four minutes of the film, so we're not going to spoil any uh, plot here for you. This is coming out the date the movie releases, so if you're going to see it, I don't know if I would encourage it, we'll talk about that at the very end. Sure. Um, you know, we're not going to reveal anything for you, but these are these are kind of our, our main two people, um, and then we have some other cast of supporting characters that we meet right. along the way. We, uh, a big point of this is Chris Pine's daughter, who is uh, Kira, who's, again, the actress who played Kira was also pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then there's, a, like, a whole group of thieves that we learn about very quickly, including uh, Justice Smith, plays a sorcerer um, named Simon. Uh, there is a druid named Doric, who's played by an actress I don't know. A paladin named Zenk, who is played by the lovely guy from Bridgerton, Roger Pon John Page. Yeah. And also the bad guy who turns on everyone is uh, Forge Fit Fitzwilliam, as played by Hugh Grant. It's very funny that Hugh Grant can only play, like, a posh guy or someone pretending to be a posh guy. Yeah, or a Paddington 2, like, big, big bad, who, yeah. you know, pretends to be good but is actually bad. He's and very good at I'll say right now, the the moments that drew me in to this movie were Hugh Grant doing anything uh, because... Hugh Grant crushed. God, he, was he great. crushed. And Chris Pine being Chris Pine. So charming. Yeah. Uh, this was really good casting for Michelle Rodriguez, I thought. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez saying like 10 words in a sentence max at yeah. all times. Yeah, the first three minutes of the movie are her just like eating a potato and yeah. then like beating someone up, which, you know, great. Like that's what you hired Michelle Rodriguez for. Uh, she's really doing the Drax move uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think kind of underscores a lot of what we're going to say, that this is an action movie as shot through the prism of Marvel. It's very interesting because I read a uh, review from a... Uh, reviewer I very much respect who said the exact opposite and I'm like what the fuck were you watching 
Yeah. But uh, who can say? And we will definitely get into some uh, selected reviews um, here on Thursday, March 30th, the day we're recording this, um, that have come out so far. I expect more discourse will unfold as, as the movie um, is actually out in the world. But The discourse I saw was everyone liked it. Yeah. Every single person who was defending the fact that they are an influencer uh, and that Wizard of the Coast tapped them in the head to go to the L.A. or U.K. premiere, uh, everyone's like, wow, so good. And I'm like... What? <laughs> what are you talking about? The fact I think the fact that it wasn't a travesty means everyone yes. likes it. And I think that that is what people need to say when they're they're revealing that they got to go to the premiere and then see it all together. And dress up fancy. Yeah. dress up fancy, right. A number of the reviews were also like, in a packed premiere at South by Southwest. And I was like, right. that's not representative of the whole country. Oh, you but... mean with all D&D nerds who all really like it <laughs> that you mentioned an ooze? Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, or well... that you said Neverwinter out loud? Like, oh my come God. on. The number of times they were like, Sword Coast. I was saying to Eric afterward, it was like, it was like when I watch a, um, you know, when I watch something in a language I don't uh, know and then there will be a moment where they say like McDonald's right or like Nordstrom's uh, and I, it, it felt like that where it was just like a, a fantasy movie and then suddenly Hugh Grant is saying Sword Coast, Neverwinter, Baldur's Gate and uh, it really made me cringe. Yeah, for me, it felt like, you know that urban legend, when you have an idea, you should send it to yourself in the mail. It has like <laughs> a soft TM. Yeah, That's what this felt like it was. Hasbro invested in this movie to say we have ip because the point the thing you need to know is that this has no framing it is just a fantasy story set in the world of the forgotten realms which is the wizard of the coast owned world uh in the books right and i'm just like it's really wild i was comparing this to like watching lord of the ring the lord of the rings movies and like hearing someone say like the elves have been alive for this long or like aragorn blah 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 because but we didn't even have like Gandalf showing up and doing cool pipe tricks. We just had like, boom, here we are in a straight up fantasy world. And I'm really surprised that they ended up doing it in 2023, but it really just felt like they got to hold up this letter and say, we have IP. Here it is. We may, It's a movie, so it's real. We are out of the books. We've jumped out of the books. It is now into the better form of media, which is movies. Uh, and it's it's been stamped and exists, which really bothered me. Uh can we say where, how we saw the movie early? Yeah, let's do it. We uh, got to go to an influencer screening because our uh, publicist, Multitude's publicist, uh, Heidi, who's awesome. Hi, Heidi. I don't think you're listening, hello. but hello. Uh, she got us on a list to see some influencer screening early. We were not like involved. We weren't chosen by Wizard of the Coast. We didn't no. go to the premiere. It wasn't fancy. It didn't have any snacks, which I was a little bit... We were like, oh, should we go? Like, I make mean, this interesting. I thought they were like, going to give us something. I going to give us like a little influencer, a little swag bag, maybe. Um, yeah. But no, we just got a, a literal admit one raffle ticket from a guy at a table in the lobby of the Regal Union Square, uh, which despite undergoing a multi-million dollar renovation in uh, February 2020, is set to close this year. So people, right. this could be the last movie Eric and I ever see at this movie theater, which was in <laughs> fact the site of our first date, where I yelled Queens over and over again during uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, Amanda kept pointing out Queens. So like, we didn't, we got to go for free, and I'm glad I didn't pay money for it. Um, yeah, I just, I can see why people enjoyed it. It was a good, it is a not bad movie that they got to see with all their friends and they got to dress up nice and all the D&D media people were all there together and got to walk the red carpet. I get it. But I, I'm just surprised that I'm just really surprised that so many people enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. The people who were in the theater with us are, you know, like 
folks I'd see at, you know, like in a game store, like in Comic-Con, I don't know, just right. like regular, regular people. Um, this was not, you know, again, the fancy version with like, you know, celebs um, or people who, you know, this is the area where they are the celebrity. Um, somebody was way too loudly talking, like, explaining critical role to someone else right before, um, the, movie before the movie started which i was like oh no is this what's going to happen um and i was really interested in the crowd reaction during the movie like these are people who are you know some degree of ttrpg influencers like this is not the sort of target market that the reviews actually kept writing about which is like people who have no idea what DD is people who will be embarrassed to be caught with a 20-sided die like yeah. what will they think about it and all of the reviews I've read so far, at least, uh, are just sort of like guessing that people will enjoy this or the reviewer themselves doesn't know much about D&D &D, and they're like, yeah, I don't know, like, sure, I get it. Uh, but like the Easter eggs that fans will love, like nobody is actually talking about experiences because it's impossible to. Yeah, there was a really interesting line that the the reason the, the guys who wrote and directed it, one of the guys is one of the guys from um, Freaks and Geeks, John Daly. I, he has three names. I can't remember the third yes. one. But, and he's like a big D&D &D nerd, apparently. And that's also why, quote unquote, I guess, theoretically, they hired him to do it so that he could put the references in good instead of needing to be told to do it, um, which they sure did. They sure did put in a lot of mentions of things that were in the Monster yeah. Manual. They like, they but mentioned... it, wasn't, it wasn't interesting. It was just straight up. It was just, it is what it is. Uh, we were talking about Aragorn, the Aragorn movie that Amanda saw when she was a child. Aragorn, yes. Aragorn, Arag sorry. Aragorn is a Lord of the Rings guy. Aragorn, the one, the the Christopher Palimoni book yeah. with the Christopher dragon. Christopher Paolini's Aragorn series. Thank you. Uh, which he self-published, aka his mom was a publishing executive uh, in, in Italy in 2005 or something. So we, can, we can't get sidetracked. <laughs> but it was weird, like, comparing this. The only difference between comparing this to, like, a bad movie adaptation of a fantasy novel that has a very popular audience is, like, Hasbro was involved, so it wasn't clunky. And I think yes. people mistaked that, mistook that for competency. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> that was great. My favorite part was the accent work. If you like that, you gotta hear the rest of Party Planning by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod.